25 years since our first run together. 1900 and nothing. It's a long time. What you doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married someday. I wonder what little lady made these. I did, sir. Open up the gate, let him out. You sure he's not ready? Go on, let him out. It's just a man, Peter. Only another man. A man was made by patience and the odds against him. For what kind of man would I be if I did not help my mother? Peter! If I did not save her. I'm sorry, did that audio clip help you at all understand what this movie is because this trailer like is very visual where you're just watching what happens and then the 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 sound bits the parts where they're actually speaking don't do a lot to tell you the story so it's hard to edit that into something that you know is usable for let's say an audio only listening viewing digesting experience so yeah you may be saying wow that audio clip was edited poorly that was the best we could do so and i did not feel like putting more effort in than they did (laughs) um yeah so up now currently we have benedict cumberbatch in the power of the dog and this is the big one This movie has more nominations than any other movie this year at a whopping 12. And yes, I do intend to read them all out. Spent a long time writing the notes for this one, so get ready. And you know what? Let's do it before we even talk about what the movie's about. Let's list them off. Here we go. Best Actor, Benedict Cumberbatch. A Soft 2-0, previously nominated for Imitation Game, and then this one. Best Supporting Actress, Kirsten Kirsten, Kirsten Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. This is her first nomination. Best Supporting Actor, we have two. We've got Jesse Plemons, who I described last year as fake Matt Damon, or budget Matt Damon, who I should now start calling by his actual name because clearly he is doing something right. And Cody Smith McPhee. This is both of their first nominations. Best Picture. We have five people on the ticket for this one. We've got Tanya Sagachian. This is her first nomination. We have Emile Sherman who is a soft three and one. His previous nominations are for The King's Speech and Lion, both for Best Picture. Ian Canning, who is also a soft three and one for the same three movies. Roger Frappier, this is his first nom. And finally, we have Jane Campion, who I saved for last because she is nominated for many things for this movie. She is a soft five-in-one. Previously, she's been nominated for 1994's 
the piano for best director and best original screenplay of which she won best original screenplay and this year she is nominated for best picture obviously best director and best adapted screenplay fun fact if she wins best adapted screenplay she'll be one of the few people to have win both best original and best adapted screenplay i do not think she'll win best original or excuse me adapted screenplay but she could it's possible following that we have best production design we have two people on the ticket for this one we have amber richards who is taking home her first nomination and we have grant major who is a soft five and one previously he was nominated for best production design for lord of the rings fellowship two towers and return of the king of which he won return of the king and also nominated for 2006's king kong in this obviously next up is best sound we have three people on the ticket for this one we've got richard flynn this is his first nomination we have tara webb also her first nomination and we have robert mckenzie who is a soft three and one of which the other two were both for hacksaw ridge best sound editing best sound mixing of which he won sound mixing we have best cinematography for ari wegner this is her first nomination for his maybe we've got best film editing for peter skiberas first nomination we've got best score for johnny greenwood he's a soft 2 and 0 his previous nomination was for phantom thread in 2018 a movie i didn't enjoy all that much and don't remember the score being something that stood out to me so there you have it there's the 12 we've got four acting awards best picture best director best adapted screenplay production design sound cinematography film editing and score now even i'm still gonna hold off talking about this movie because the most impressive part of this movie and these 12 nominations is the four acting nominations that's where this movie thrives is in the acting is in the four not co-leads because benedict cumberbatch is definitely the lead but these four are on point if each one of them is not bringing their a game this movie doesn't work because to me again this is a situation where i didn't super care for this movie it didn't hit me as strongly as i feel like it's hitting some people i see why people like it but the acting is is the main focus of this movie and here's the thing i wouldn't even give benedict cumberbatch like i don't think he's gonna win best actor for this it's okay that he's nominated i think he's done other things that should be nominated over this 
and I feel like I hope he has more nominations in his future that are better than this because I'm, this isn't my favorite role of his. But each of these four is doing a great job. Benedict Cumberbatch. You may know him from Sherlock, the TV series. The Hobbit trilogy, where he plays Smaug. Doctor Strange, obviously. Imitation Game, which, as we said before, is where his previous nomination comes from. Star Trek, he played Khan. He was also in 1917, which came out a few years ago. It was nominated for Best Picture. And Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Again, maybe this isn't the shining example of his work, but I understand the nomination. I just definitely think it's going to go to either Andrew Garfield or Will Smith over him. I would actually put him, of these five, I would probably put him in last place, acting-wise. Kirsten Dunst. What a role for her. She really gets to flex her emotional range in this. Kirsten Dunst, you may know from the hit movie Spider-Man, 1994's Little Women. She was also in Hidden Figures, Upside Down, which is a sci-fi movie that was pretty cool about how like there's two Earths that are connected via like a building. So it almost looked like, you know, like a hand weight. Anyway. She was also in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Great movie. Really messed me up when I watched it, I feel like. Following that, for supporting actor, we have Jesse Plemons, a.k.a. Budget Matt Damon, who's been in, and let me just read this off, because all, almost all of these movies were nominated for Best Picture over the last few years. The Irishman, Judas and the Black Messiah, Vice, that awesome episode of Black Mirror, where they're riffing on Star Trek. The Post, Bridge of Spies. The fifth season of Breaking Bad, which I'm not going to lie, I did not get that far. I have every intention of revisiting it, but I just haven't gotten that far. And Friday Night Lights, which I haven't watched. I tried to watch the first episode, and I gave up after like 12 minutes. But you know, maybe now I'll revisit it. Give it a second try. And Cody Smith McPhee, who you may know from such great movies as X-Men. And more specifically, he plays Nightcrawler in X-Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. And my favorite movie of all time, and I'm saying this with complete seriousness, no irony intended, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Don't sleep on it. But he plays the young boy in that movie. Anyway, now that we've set up these four crucial acting roles, let's talk about this movie. Benedict Cumberbatch is a cowboy from the 1900s, like the early, like, 1902 or something. And the whole movie is about how he and his toxic masculinity cowboy energy affects the other three actors how it affects jesse plemons who is his business partner slash maybe brother like a biological brother but maybe not maybe they've just been friends for a really long time 
and they're just business partners. And you might be like, they're just business partners, of course. Well, watch the movie. Anyway. Um, so Jesse Plemons, his business partner. Kirsten Dunst, who Jesse Plemons weds fairly early in the movie. And she moves into the house with Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons because they live together. So now we have three people living in this house. And by three, I mean four, because Cody Schmidt-McPhee is Kirsten Dunst's son in this movie. So now we have all four of them living in this house. And basically, the film is split up into six smaller stories, each of which involves Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, gaslighting and or physically threatening the other three members of this household just until they are all like cracking and i don't want to give much more away than that because the rest of it would be spoiler alert territory but it's pretty much just you know a marathon session of benedict cumberbatch being horrible to these other people horrible and sometimes nice but also horrible so yeah, ultimately, I thought the acting was pretty good. Visually, cinematography, editing, sound, all of that was pretty great. Story was fine. It was like fine to less than ideal. Like I was okay with it, but it's not gonna like resonate with me long-term. Definitely uh, in one ear, out the other, out of sight, out of mind. Like, once I finished watching this movie, I was like, that was fine. I don't know if I'm ever going to think about it again, other than me having to think about it now to tell you guys my lack of thoughts on it. I had to Google the synopsis in order to remember sort of what was going on. Because I was just like, oh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is a cowboy. He plays the banjo in this. First of all, let me just talk about how much I love the banjo and want to learn how to play the banjo. And if this one, if this movie did one thing for me, it was reignite my wanting to play the banjo because Benedict Cumberbatch plays the banjo in an important part of the movie. And it was great. And I, it made me really excited. That, that, that was the highlight of the movie for me was Benedict Cumberbatch playing the banjo. So yeah, so... If for nothing else, watch it to watch Benedict Cumberbatch play the banjo. Because that's why I watched it. Well, no, that's not why I watched it. But that's why I enjoyed it. To the extent that I did. But yeah, so what? which of these awards, because there's 12 of them, which of these awards do I think it'll get? I do not think it's going to get any of the acting awards. I think all the acting awards are pretty tough categories and unfortunately these four are up against like real real hot contenders director definitely a possibility i haven't thought too much about who i think is going to get the best director i really have to compare the names and not just film by film who i think like i have to i have to think about the five films against each other to really decide best director cinematography I think this one has a solid shot, you know, wide open planes, beautiful. Editing, maybe not. 
nothing nothing about this struck me as like editing really made this movie score was pretty good i do remember liking the score sound could possibly be something but nothing elicits a memory in my mind of why sound would have been like a standout award this should get um production design just because if you if you recall when i was listing out you know lord of the rings lord of the rings lord of the rings king kong as like what this person did previously makes me think production design could be a hot ticket for this movie but i do think there's a solid chance that this movie was nominated for 12 things and maybe wins one to none of them or who knows i've heard i've heard talk about best picture for this one i don't see that but i see why some people see it ultimately i don't have too much more to say about this movie because my feelings of this were lukewarm at best so i'm just gonna move on power of the dog see you in the next episode